Hey, Jono. Hey, Conrad. So, tis the season, right? Holiday season. What would you say to watching a different kind of Christmas movie? Something that has like a gritty feel to it with like a realistic Santa Claus. He's like kind of dark and has a storied past and has lost faith in himself. But then he's got to fight bad guys. And it turns out that he's got a dark history with combat and knowledge of weapons. Doesn't that sound awesome? Uh, sounds like you're describing Fat Man. And we already did a review of that like two years ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Well... I, Violent Night surely is going to be better than Fat Man, though. Right? R- right? Jono, why are you crying? Hello, lovely spectators, and welcome to a film fight singly. I am your host, Jono Rodriguez. And with me, of course, is my red-cheeked, packle-geeked, uh, men's warehouse cheek on the street with my meat. Hey, I changed it up. Conrad Hartman. Hello, Conrad. How's it going? Hey, you're going to like the way you listen to this podcast. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, explain to us, please, because I keep forgetting every episode, uh, what this show is all about <laughs> and what makes this one a singly so special. Nothing would please me more, Jono. Now, here on Film Fights, we like to pick two movies, pit them against one another in a brutal grudge match, and bring one out on top to reign supreme. However, it's just a little singly today. We're just mm. going to be talking about one little old movie. It's like half the film fights. Half the film fights, twice the value. Don't ask us how it works, addition by subtraction. Yes. Well, it's basically like when you get a, uh, a, th- a thing of concentrate, orange juice concentrate, right? It's, it's a little guy, but you have, to, you have to add stuff to it. But why? Why don't you just pop the top and eat that fresh from the tube, you know? Mm. It's delicious. Mm. It tastes like a dreamsicle without any cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always thought it was concentrate because it was supposed to help you concentrate, and I was never good at school. And I, was, oh. and I was slopping those things down like they were made of, well, like orange juice. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also made the same mistake, but I didn't make the, the, the correlation between learning and concentrate. I just thought, oh, it's, they really focused on putting oranges inside <laughs> a tube. <laughs> oh, I see. It's not to help you concentrate. They're just like, listen. This took a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's letting you know that, hey, frozen orange juice ain't free. <laughs> Here at Minute Maid, we hand squeeze every orange into that little weird <laughs> tube that you put in the freezer. <laughs> oh, I thought they freeze squeezed it. Like they f- uh. squeezed it, you know? So it, it was freezing while they squeezed it. Oh, for, yeah. oh, the combination of freeze and squeeze is just freeze. <laughs> I was trying to make a portmanteau out of it, but uh, it's not to be. No, you could say squeeze. That's why it's a squeeze. Squeeze. Squeeze? Oh, that sounds or like a... for squeeze. Both of those sound like something that happens after a sex act. <laughs> well, I, listen, you just let's just say uh, no one needs to know how the orange juice is made, okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's why that it wasn't in uh uh you know the Discovery Channel's like how it's made. <laughs> that one got left out. 
you know, because it's an X rating, you know, and this is supposed to be a program for kids. <laughs> Do you remember there was like a period of time in the 90s where like they were basically everyone was just like sugar for breakfast, like, orange <laughs> juice that has concentrated very hard on being orange juice mm-hmm. and like fruit, corn in lots of different shapes. <laughs> No, it's like a, from Cabin and Hobbs. It's like sugar-frosted chocolate bombs or whatever. Or chocolate-frosted sugar bombs was the cereal. Hey, made. kids, instead of using milk, try orange juice or hot fudge. <laughs> I was fancy, so I used Nutella instead of milk. What? Nutella. It's not the same consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a fat kid. <laughs> Did we pick a movie for this did week? We? <laughs> yeah, we did. It's right there. It's right there in the intro. Folks, this movie is like the Lucky Charms swimming in hot fudge of movies. This is a, uh, uh, no. a delicious slurry of crap. <laughs> Called Violent Night. No, I, I would I would I would say that this was like German chocolate cake. Because I'm like, oh my god, I love chocolate cake, but there are two things I don't like. Coconut and Germans. So. <laughs> Sweat starts beating down your co-host Conrad Hartman's <laughs> forehead. <laughs> hey, it's a joke. That's why we're laughing. Um, and also, like, only certain kinds of Germans. Like, the ones that, you know... Uh, the ones from Schindler's <laughs> List. Wait, no, not Schindler. He was the good one. <laughs> he was the good German. Um, but he was also Jewish. So it doesn't count. They cancel each other out. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, chocolate cake is great. But, you know, like there's, you know, that coconut gets in the way. And if you like German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. then you won't like this movie. Oh, or no, wait, hold I on. You, like you will like this movie. Oh, no, but I like German chocolate cake. But to me, this movie was more like Boston cream pie in that I like Boston, but I hate that dish. So, you know. So you like a cream pie from Boston, but not specifically a Boston creamed pie. Uh, maybe after a few martinis. Am I right, folks? Yeah. Some of those guys are real handsome over there in Boston. I'll have them cream right. in my pie any day. They, oh God. <laughs> And they've got that sexy accent where when they talk like this, oh my god, oh it's just it's something about it makes me wet in my whistle. <laughs> wet in whistle. You're about to wet your whistle with his wet whistle. Is that what's mm, going on? Let's just say my nose starts running. <laughs> yeah, it's allergy season up in Boston, let me tell you. Oh, man, they turn me on so much, the hairs on my arms start falling off. (laughs) Uh, So what Conrad and I are trying to say is we watched Violent Night. (laughs) (laughs) And we are actively avoiding talking about it. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, this is is interesting because this may um, polarize uh, some people because as we've learned... People kind of like this movie, uh, and I I would love for someone to explain what it is that's great about it that's not um, in a superficial way uh, in that, like, oh, you know, this 
this one element is really cool and neat. But it's like, well, that's not enough to save a movie. You know, you can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, David Harbour's performance is so good. But it's like, well, nothing else was, right? Right. Am I alone in that? <laughs> nope. You got a, a non-alone right here with you. You're not home alone, Macaulay Culkin. Thank you. Although that was referenced in the movie, too. So, uh, before we really get into it, and you should know this by now, but since this is a new movie, I'd like to remind you that spoilers will likely abound if we get to a chance to talk about the movie. So, uh, just be ready for that if you're planning on seeing it. Uh, yeah, this is an odd phenomenon because uh, you and I, in a rare opportunity, got to go see this together. Yeah. And we both hated it. <laughs> we Yeah. And and it was really telling, too, because I think in the... Because, um, like, I, I don't like to talk during a movie, especially in the theater, because mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to ruin the experience of those around me or what have sure. you. Um and so I remember coming uh, into this movie thinking, you know, all right, you know, we're just going to we're just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And if like, you know, if we're enjoying it in a like, oh, that was badass or oh, hey, you know, like sometimes you exclaim things at movies, right? That's okay. That's fine. You're enjoying the movie. But um right in like the opening scene when he's in the bar, uh there was something about it, like just like the the way it, it just seemed kind of ham-fisted. And I just I, I just lean over to Conrad and just like just make like a silly comment like ah oh, you know this fucking what okay we get it we get it we, we've seen this thing before mm-hmm. it's almost like they're ripping off Bad Santa and Fat Man and maybe a slew of other movies where there's a bah humbug character in it and I remember even saying that uh, I thought oh you know I shouldn't be saying anything we should just enjoy the movie immediately get assaulted by just like one after the other like. What the fuck? Like, what is that? Like, why that? Or what? Like, there are so many fucking things, yeah. like, every minute. Yeah, and this movie, when we say that, like, it, we've seen this a lot of times, such as Bad Santa, it's almost the exact same opening as Bad Santa, because uh, Billy Bob Thornton in that movie is sitting there taking shots of old granddad in the bar and getting puking drunk, and that's exactly what happens in this exactly, except he's drinking beer. Instead of old granddad, because you know family movie, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this was. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, rides away on the sleigh and then vomits what looks like he's been eating maggots all night. <laughs> all, all well, it's a lady. it's a Santa ish cuisine. You know? He does have a very it's interesting a, diet. Maggots au gras, uh, a gratin, au gras, a gratin, au gratin. Sorry. <laughs> high in protein, I imagine. Yeah, but. um, yeah. Let's talk about his diet. He. Uh, it shows him eating cookies and drinking milk at like every place, which is fine, you know. Uh, and we're gonna say this a lot. Uh, Christmas magic, right? When that what they said in it. Yep, Christmas magic. Christmas is, magic uh, explains away every fault. It's the with the movie. Yeah, it's like the Swiss Army Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> exactly for sure. But uh, but that's fine if he's eating uh, cookies and milk at every place. But when he gets to uh the granddaddy place, uh Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, house, he, angry CEO woman. Yeah, uh, uh, angry mom. <laughs> she, <laughs> he eats the cookie and then drinks the milk and is like, "Oh, skim milk, gross." And it's like, "Ah, are you sure that's funny?" He dumps the milk into a ice thing, ice. Yeah, bowl. like a champagne bucket. Yeah, and then pours a very, I imagine, expensive old brandy cognac. Yeah, or cognac. Yeah, he pours it into the glass that had the milk in it. So, so it's it looks all milky. Gross. 
It looks like a beer with lactose in it. It's it's yeah. curdling before your eyes. <laughs> and also, uh, I would just like to point out that it made that what makes that extra special is like pre-war cognac was very very highly prized because they were still getting over uh, phylloxera, which killed almost all the wine vines, all the wine vines in Europe. <laughs> Uh, that's so a, that's very a, precious, and he's like, "I'll just slog it into this gross skim." I would almost have rather him, no, not almost. I would have rather him drink it out of the bottle because then I'd be like, "Okay, cool." And cognac and cookies. It turns out that the night before we saw this, my wife and I were enjoying the combination of cognac and cookies, and it is a good combo. Mm. But it's not as good as combos like Ooh. the the snack. Yep. Ma- oh, that should be you know, it's pretzel <laughs> rolled around milk flavored cognac flavoring. <laughs> It's our new combo flavor. (laughs) Also, pepperoni pizza for some reason. You know what? You bring up an interesting point, is that they were called combos, but it was always just pretzel and flavored powder. Why couldn't it it be like like combos like, you know, I'm just throwing this out there, like Xanax and a fresh pillow, or... (laughs) You could have that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty good, actually. But if I could buy it at the store, even, even better. <laughs> or like, or even combos like, uh, you know, like Ryu's special, like you know, punch kick combo in Street Fighter Five. Um, you know, where he punches and kicks. I don't know what they do. <laughs> so here's the thing about Santa's diet too: is that like he's acting like all these cookies and milk are making him sick, and it's also established in this movie that he's a person but that is somehow made immortal that they never explain a christmas magic christmas magic Uh, he's mortal but kind of not he he, could be shot and killed like which how how has that not happened in he was in a mortal thousand years he started as a nord or celtic warrior that liked to kill people with a war hammer yeah and he was a bad guy and then fast forward santa claus christmas magic right yeah um because the screenwriter read on Wikipedia the history of of Santa Claus and Saint Nick and all of the whatever mytho- North, Norse mythology and uh, <laughs> North mysteries. Um, yes, mysteries of the North. Norse is North. Mm-hmm. Norse is always North. Always remember north, that, no matter where you are. That's how I remember because I have a mnemonic voice. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm also from uh, the New England area. <laughs> mnemonic the voice. I have a mnemonic your voice. Uh, you know, everywhere's north if you're east or west <laughs> enough, because <laughs> you just go around the world. Uh, yeah, everything's north if you look up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they, they lean in heavy with this, which... Um, oh, heavy like a fat man? Not that movie. Never again. <laughs> No, but like I was surprised. I didn't even notice this until literally when we got into the movie. Um, when we sat down and the movie was about to start, because the I thought the lady was going to check for tickets, but she didn't, so we could have just saw a free movie. She literally just said, "Do you guys need anything?" And yeah. we we're like, "Nope." And she's like, "Okay," and she was very nice, but we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." But I I was looking at the ticket and it said one hour fifty four minutes. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, what are we in for? This is supposed to be just some silly, like, oh, it's it's ridiculous. 80 minutes would have been pushing it. Oh, yeah. And an hour and 54 is, that's just mean. The movie, and I realize uh, after watching the movie, they could have cut out all of that fucking, like, just like, 
what they might have deemed as world building or something or or history of Santa. We could have lost all that shit, man. I, I don't fucking care about that at all. It did not serve the story. It did not like there was a story. <laughs> yeah, the story was we want money. And then Santa Claus comes and kills them. This is we're already we've only been talking about this movie for five minutes and we're already at the core of what the problem is with it, which is that it didn't know what it was. This movie could have just been silly, a random exercise in like, oh shit, Santa's got a brand new bag full of hammers and knives or whatever. And like, oh, turns out Santa's a bad... We didn't need to this like, I used to be a bad guy. The worst guy. Yeah, it was very... I used to kill people. And he's talking to this he's tiny little girl. He's talking to a little girl, and the little girl is just like, okay. You know, he's like, I used to be called the Skull Crusher. <laughs> that and she's like, oh, Hammer's cool. <laughs> uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, That's even worse. <laughs> but yeah, and he's saying all this shit, and, and, and you're looking at, like, 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 I kept doing that, like, look around thing like like when you you know you know like when a uh when a child like fidgets at 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 the dinner table because you know family's here and meanwhile the kid's just like oh my god what's so crazy (laughs) about today like i usually could just go to my room and play with my blocks i mean what's happening right now like like that's what i felt like during most of this movie because like scenes just dragged the fuck out like heavy-handedly with like yeah, you know, he used to be this badass and he's all hardened from it. And it's like, wh- what? I don't care. Like, I, w- I want to see crazy fights or crazy nights or crazy lights. I mean, <laughs> just something that rhymes with it. Something. <laughs> I'll take a crazy mite. <laughs> just a little bug a little, bouncing yeah, a around. A little bug bouncing around. That would have entertained my okay, eye. Okay. Well, you know what, Jonathan? We, okay. So we didn't like all the backstory with Santa Claus, but. Then we've got the family, right? So uh, they yeah. were likable, at least, right? Like they were the the good guys in the movie, and we uh, we wanted to root for them, right? Let's talk about the family now. Here's the thing: uh, in the art of filmmaking, you kind of want to show the audience, like, "Hey, here here are the things we want you to think," right? right? And you can do that very subtly. Or you can bash your head in with a skull crusher, uh, which they, I mean, they do it from the opening, like the once the movie starts with, you know, David Harbour being burned out, you know, everything. Uh, that scene could have been 30 seconds, but it was like nine minutes long or something. Uh, he was really just burned out from being in the movie. They shot that scene last. They were yeah. very smart about it. And like, the thing is, is like, I, I know I look... I'm a kind of guy who looks like just way too much into this stuff. But like uh, when dad gets into the car for the first time with with mom and child, uh, it is clear. It is clear as goddamn day. She's not happy about him being there. And the fact that she's picking him up, that's already visual storytelling that says, oh, they don't live together, blah, blah, blah. She's upset. And then, you know, they're doing a thing and she just like has to say out loud, like, you know, he says, you know, thanks for doing this. And she just goes, I'm not doing it for you. Me, like in front of the daughter, you know, again, like like, it's just so clumsy. Not just in front of the daughter. The daughter is like smiling real big, like, hey, dad, I'm so excited. We're going to get to hang out. And then the mom's like, it's not for you. And then the smile melts from the kid's face. And she's like. Oh, I'm going to need lots of therapy when I grow up. Because <laughs> my but parents suck. At least I'm not going to see a bunch of people get murdered and exploded <laughs> tonight. Oh, wait, you are. 
No, but uh, back to the family. Uh, well, I, I was just saying that because it, it, all this shit bothers me, and I have to say it because that's who I am. But, okay, so take a movie like Home Alone, right? There were a lot of characters that were shits, and they were being mean to Kevin, right? But you mm. didn't want them to die. You were just well, like, oh, well, they're being mean to Kevin. And, and, and the movie even illustrates that, like, oh, you know, Kevin kind of deserved it sometimes, but he didn't mm. deserve it all the way. Right? Most kids, yeah. Yeah. But in this, it's not even like, oh, we get it. The family's kind of like, they're, they want money. You know, they're greedy. They're vapid. Whatever. They're soulless. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Talk about a scene that goes on. Like, we, we <laughs> were, like, going fucking bananas in our seats because the scene was just dragging on. Like, we get it. These people suck. Just move on. And here's the thing. If the movie wanted to just completely be over the top and cartoonish, that would have been ideal. I would have uh, appreciated that. Yes. But it was not that. It was like, oh, we're kind of like straddling the line between being really serious and emotional. And also, we got these wacky characters <laughs> that are real over the top. And mom is like the literal devil, except at the end, she's like, no, it's okay. You can have some of my money <laughs> or whatever. No, she was like, oh, yeah, I believe in Santa Claus. Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, this is a this is a, a grump that we've talked about before on the show of yours in particular. Although I agree with you, uh, this is a movie where Santa is real, but no one believes in him, even though he's very obviously giving presents to kids, and he addresses it specifically in this movie. Individual presents he's given to these shitheads mm -hmm, yes. at different times in their life, even uh, Johnny Legs, uh, <laughs> which is my nickname for John Leguizamo. <laughs> No, yeah, like he, he, uh, cause, okay, yes, I, I fucking am infuriated with the logic of, of that. I like, I, I'll take the, like, the dumb logic in supernatural, cause like, I have the same, I have sort of the same issue with, uh, not, it's not even an issue. It's just more of a noticing because I don't mind it as much where like ghosts are actually real in the universe, but people don't believe in them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, there's so many examples of it in the movie, but it's like, ah, that's fine. They don't give you presents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's not like, they don't like, give you presents. like the, the mirroring, the mirroring logic to that would be if a ghost haunted everybody in the world. <laughs> That's when it's like, okay, how do you not believe in ghosts? Right. But in this, yeah, Santa is delivering presents to everybody. Well, that they're good. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, but uh, we'll probably dive more in depth with that in a later episode. Tune in in a few weeks. Um, Just real quick, he actually did give coal to the bad kids too. If you know, there were a couple scenes of him giving coal, so he gave a present to everyone. Yeah, that's right. And so imagine if you woke up as a kid and you got coal in your stocking. Now, first off, you might think, oh, practical joke from like my parents or my my cousin, but they're they're like flummoxed. They're got their hands at like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And you about. got no other presents. Got... <laughs> Except the presence of mind, which is, oh, Santa must not be real. Uh that's the only logic building there. But but moving back to uh, what you were talking about, where it's like the 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 tone, yeah, because you had mentioned that the movie was kind of straddling the line between silly and serious, right? I don't think they were clever enough to do that. I really think it was a back to back situation where you got a, 
here's a scene or a, a moment in the scene that's cartoonish and silly and ridiculous, and then hard cut to, oh, now it's serious and emotional. Hard cut to, oh my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it wasn't straddling the line. It, it, it seemed like two directors were like, hey, you direct the fun stuff, I'm going to direct the hard stuff. Yeah. And then they edit it together and it does not fucking it was like work shifting without a clutch in between in between scenes yeah so this family is having a, a really terrible christmas eve because they're all horrible people and then uh the catering company it turns out oh no they're <laughs> terror robbers they rob you of all your terror and uh <laughs> give me your terror give me fork your it t- over <laughs> put your terror in a bag I don't. How am I? I said, put your terror in a bag. Uh, I hate you, fucking kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, they take over the house. Now it's been established that not only is this the largest house in the world neighborhood, they said, but like people, they're on a compound. It's not in a neighborhood. No, yeah, he even uh, he even says like you know, oh, we broke down a, a, a down the road, and he's like, this is a private road. It's like, yeah, you're not in a neighborhood, yeah, right? Exactly, <laughs> uh, and so. We also know that she talks, mom, uh, mean mom talks on the phone with senators and tells them, yeah. like, calls them P words or and is really crass. X words or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, we have this random group of caterers uh, taking over the house led by Johnny Legs, whose <laughs> code name. Okay. So they all have code names. <laughs> yeah. Like Frosty oh, or yeah, yeah, Peppermint. Right. Gingerbread. Gingerbread. Yeah. Yuletide. Oh, Yuletide. <laughs> It's me, Christmas tree tinsel lights. <laughs> I was couldn't decide. And then you got Johnny Legs, and his code name is Call Me Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> Come it's, on, guys. It's so fucking. When he delivered that, I, we both burst out laughing. And yeah. like, and the way it was presented. I don't think they were going for a direct laugh. It was more of just like, oh, that's kind of funny. But no, just like, because it dollies in on him, it, it, like from, from below to show how powerful he is. Right. He's just like, yeah, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> Which, like, he couldn't just say Scrooge. No. Mr. Yeah. Scrooge. That's Mr. to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- Dr. Scrooge. How about that? Yeah. Dr. Scrooge Esquire. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, Lord Scrooge. Lord Scrooge of the of the Scroogingtons. Sir Scrooge, if you will. It's me, yeah. President Scrooge. <laughs> President Screw from uh Spaceballs. Um also uh so she she talks to senators really rudely. Uh she talks to everyone rudely. It is not well, fair enough. <laughs> But it is never established what she does no, and why she's and so rich. They're just like, you have a bunch of money, and we don't like the way you treat your employees. And we're like, what employees? What is she in yeah. charge of? And 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 yeah, I, like I swear, like midway through the movie, you know, I I asked you, I said, did they establish? Because like I was going crazy, and I was like, did they establish who she is or what she does? Because they make it seem like she's the president because she has a security, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she sucks. She sucks. She has a lot of money. She she I don't knows like senators. her policies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on present opening. <laughs> yeah, too many taxes on presents, in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like now here's the deal: we saw this movie once. 
and were so bothered by so much bullshit in the movie, they might have said it yeah. early. But the point is, it it wasn't conveyed in a in a uh, in a way that held weight to it of like who she is or what she does. I know eventually they mention near the end yeah. that. They she took over it. the yeah. CEO because her father, and so she had, and she, that's why she became a stone cold bitch because it was like, oh, you know, you're a woman, you can't take over. <laughs> so they said something like that. No, and, that that's what happened because her dad said she would never run the company. He died. She took over it, to be like, haha. I but spit all on of your that, grave. but all of that was delivered almost like in an exposition dump because they it say was. it while walking from the house to the. Area where he hit it's all in the money. The last like ten minutes of the yeah. movie, easy. Um, and here's the thing: you didn't need to explain it if you didn't include the detail of like the senator and like if you had left out more details, it would have been fine. If she was just rich, if it was just a rich family. I wouldn't have given a shit. I would or, have just been like, yeah, okay, probably their uncle Remus died and they've got a bunch of money and who cares? Or better yet, how about we uh, maybe skirt the fucking Skull Crusher Nord story that he's telling the little kid <laughs> and maybe have dialogue for the, the uh, siblings to talk about like, oh, well, you know, mom's never been the same since she took over for dad's business. Right. Like, just, so, just pepper in this yeah. shit. Instead, they have dialogue like, you know, oh, you know, uh, my son's a dickhead and I'm a terrible mom. Like, that may as well be the fucking dialogue. Yeah. And I married an actor because he's hot. Do you like, think that Jesus? He Santa seems like he's got PTSD from being a skull crushing Santa. That's what they make it seem like. Do you think that like if he had to be like a mall Santa for a day when kids are sitting on his lap, they'd sit down and he'd be like, "The year is twelve seventy two. I'm standing in a pool of every kind of bodily fluid you can imagine, and it smells worse." Than a butcher house covered in a locker room <laughs> buried underneath a delicatessen. <laughs> a poorly run a delic- poorly run delicatessen. I'm looking into what's left of the eyes of my fallen friend, and I'm screaming, I will avenge you by tearing the guts out. Why are you crying, Sally? <laughs> what, what is it you want for Christmas? For you to stop talking to me. <laughs> The very major pain, kind of. <laughs> no, I see it as like you know, and as I'm, uh, as I'm digging through the pile of limbs, <laughs> looking for my best friend, I have to think to myself: Was it really all worth it? You will get a Malibu, Stacy. Come Christmas, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> now run along. <laughs> Ugh, I can still taste the blood. <laughs> taste the blood. Yeah, yeah. He like continues the story with each yeah. kid. Like yeah. he he just tells a part <laughs> of the story. Anyway, would you like to meet Skull Crusher? <laughs> I keep it with me at all times. <laughs> the Warhammer was bigger than any of the children. Uh yeah, let's talk about Skull Crusher. Now the <laughs> There's more to talk about Skull Crusher. Oh, absolutely. Well there's uh there's uh, the Skull Crusher Jr., which he found in the uh 
what was that? A shed, I guess. Uh-huh. Sure, outside of the whatever. And uh, that fight scene. Okay, the fights in general in this movie were. Like, like the single ones, right? When he fights the mm-hmm. first guy with the machine gun and then he fights the guy near the pool table. It's like, they were serviceable. They were fine. But they were clumsy. You know, like... Uh, the editing was real The editing, bad. the yeah. lighting, the way it was shot. They could have used a better stunt coordinator for that, I, I, I want to say, because, like, I mean, I'm spoiled by uh, excellent fighting, particularly from the John Wicks movies uh nobody um i know marvel has some lately not their earlier stuff but lately they've kind of tightened up with their uh their fight stuff but it was just kind of you know whatever but the real uh the real deviled ham uh <laughs> the real rotten egg if you will goes to that scene where he fights all those uh mm-hmm. green beret whatever guys <laughs> Uh, yeah, the weirdly established private security kill squad extraction team that's also the government. I don't know. But also they weren't. But also they were bad guys. They were like, they were CIA, but they weren't. I swear to God, when they first showed up, John and I were like, they're bad guys. Yeah, of course they're fucking bad guys. Are you kidding me? I've seen enough M. Night Shyamalan movies to know a twist when it's coming my way. Uh but yeah, and they all get taken out so easily by uh, David Claus Harbor Harbor Claus. <laughs> yeah, they might as well have been running up to Jackie Chan one by one, <laughs> not using their weapons. <laughs> yeah, but that that whole scene was just it. Like the lighting was so bad, and like it it like like I want to say the average cut was probably like twenty four frames or less. Okay, like it, it like it's just every second or less than a second it was just like oh here's the thing here's the thing and then it would hold for maybe two or three seconds on a thing but even if it did you couldn't fucking see what was happening uh i mean there are cool moments and i think that's where the praise is going to is like oh you see all this horse shit and then like oh he took a skate and like separated that guy's head from his body that was cool oh that was cool or when he ties the guys up and they get like into the the eater, the trash eater thing, you know, the mutilator. <laughs> I like to think that when they were getting everyone together, uh, you know, starting filming the project, guys were so excited to make the, the directors like, we're so excited to make this film. Uh, thank you all for being a part of it. It's great. Hey, in fight coordination, we got the fight coordinator from John Wick. It's going to be great. His assistant taps him. Uh, no, uh, we didn't actually, we weren't able to get fight coordinator from John Wick. Um, but they have done fight coordination before. Oh, okay. So it's probably the fight coordinator from Nobody uh, or like Hellboy or something that's, uh, you know, got some fighting in it. Uh, not quite. Well, who did we get? They were the stunt coordinator for the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay. Well, I liked that show. I don't remember there being a lot of fighting in it. But uh, okay. Well, at least they have some film experience. No, I'm sorry. It's the son of the fight coordinator from the Mary Tyler Moore show. He is a postal worker. <laughs> no, it was the kite coordinator. You know, the there was a, there was a lot of kite flying in that show. You remember in the opening when Mary Tyler Moore throws her hat into the sky and it pauses? Well, this guy was an extra in that scene. <laughs> 
So he's like fight coordination adjacent. Oh, so he got into fight coordination from that moment. No, no. actually. <laughs> after that, he became a dog walker. And then after that, he got in trouble for passing a few bad checks. And so... Oh, so he must have learned how to fight in prison. No, he went to a minimum security prison. Uh, he did read a lot. About fight choreography? Is there any fighting in Danielle Steele novels? <laughs> well, he works within our budget. So. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we've only got this set for three days, so yeah. let's make with the fighting. Uh, so and then he fights Johnny Legs uh, in a in a final scene in which this 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 I will give it to them. Uh, this is probably the only clever thing in the movie know where you're going. I love it in too. which they they do set it up half ass half assly, but they set it up nonetheless. Where <sighs> you know he touches his nose or whatever, and he can do magic. Actually, Christmas magic. Actually, and, and, and that's what I mean by half ass, like. You know, like, does he have to touch his nose to to go up the chimney? He has to Can touch think his about nose it? to magic because to magic. He's, he's uh, trying to go up one of the chimneys and he's hitting his nose it's not and working. it doesn't work. Um, and uh, John was like, "Oh, it's because they didn't believe in him." And I was like, "That's not really established." <laughs> no and John was like, there. "Yeah, I know. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he goes to like a house with with the drunk father with the crib, and it's like, okay. And he takes his six pack. Remember, yeah. and he's able to go up the, the chimney there. So I guess the the drunk father doesn't believe in him, and the baby believes. Even in him? though the drunk father got a lump of coal that was wrapped and addressed to him, and he's uh, supposedly the only parent in the scenario. Yeah, in that's this what house. it shows. So the baby gave him a lump of coal. So I mean, he was fine to do the no- the, the nose rail there, but like here, it's like, oh, you can't. But because it's like, okay, we get it. Nose, he does it. Whatever. Now. It's a twofold cleverness for me in that um, it's like only if you believe that he's real, that he's really Santa, can he do the magic, mm-hmm. which, which which again, okay. I, I'm going with the idea that that doesn't fucking matter because he's to, fucking Santa. But he other has people magic. believe in him. It just people in proximity to him <laughs> at the moment have to believe in so him. So does that mean when he's at the North Pole, he's just a regular guy? Like That's, you know what, Jono? After this movie, he believes in himself. Oh, I see. So the, before he didn't believe in himself, so he couldn't do the magic. The real Christmas magic was in you all along. <laughs> so he's just selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs he's other people to believe in him. Yeah. Can you imagine if he's on the street? He's got a sign. He's like, you know, believe in me for five bucks. You know, come on, give me a, give me a belief. Wait, you have to give him five bucks and believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> or he's gonna give oh, you no, five bucks to believe. I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Like he's he's cruising down the the street looking for like you know uh, belief hookers, <laughs> and they're like oh holding a sign like you know we'll believe for food, and it's like come on in, <laughs> and they're believing like oh I'm totally believing in you right now, and he's like yeah, <laughs> Jono for the last time those people are called therapists. <laughs> It's the only belief system I get. <laughs> so uh, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> no, but anyway, he's so uh, John Leguizamo believes him to be real, which Aww. is which is like because he didn't believe Santa was real, but here he is beating the shit out of him with uh, with a pipe and a fucking snow weapon. 
<laughs> snowman. You know, you know those weapons that you use to attack the snow <laughs> when when you're climbing a, mountains. Air, a hair dryer? No, it's like a it's like a axe. It's like a sword axe. An an ice pick? It's an ice pick thing. A snow you, pick that you climb mountains with. I saw it in Cliffhanger. Uh, so he believes in him, and so he taps his nose, goes up the chimney, which um, is again, outside. Yeah, which again, like. <laughs> It's not part of a, a building. It's if you outside. ignore, <laughs> if you ignore everything else, pretty clever. He does it, and he pulls John Leguizamo through the chimney, and he gets fucking like squished and torn to pieces. <laughs> and it is so fucking cool and awesome, and blood goes it's everywhere. Very satisfying. Yeah. But then when He's just a torso. But then when the smart part of your brain starts to seep in, which it does a lot with me, I can't turn well, it more off. More so for some people than us, probably. But oh, sure. But like, I was just thinking like of the logic of it like well technically the way that power would work is if he were to disappear into magic dust he no longer has the physical capability of holding things he would just drop him on the ground and go through the chimney and johnny legs would be uh would have legs to tell another day Well, he he can take the bag with him, but is it because the bag's magic, or is it everything the he touches magic. turned into powder? In which case, Johnny Legs would still be with us today. So. Uh, yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would just reappear on the other side. So, which is it? Okay, can he physically hold him in his powder state, or does he also turn to powder? Temporarily. Also, Johnny Legs has the worst uh, "I hate Christmas" backstory oh of my all time. Fucking God, I I literally wanted to walk out of the they, movie after they this. Santa tied up, and he's they're like, "Who are you, and why are you here, ruining our stealings?" And uh, <laughs> he was like, "I'm Santa. <laughs> why are you?" And Johnny Legs was like, "Oh, why do I hate Christmas?" You ask. No one asked. Uh, well. They really build on this too, like the Growing whole movie. Up, he's telling everyone he's holding court to <laughs> everyone. <laughs> well, you see, when I was a kid, my father loved Christmas, and we're like, "Oh, this took an interesting turn." Yeah, okay. We did it real big every year, bunch of Christmas presents, of several trees. <laughs> my grandparents only walked on candy canes. <laughs> every- no, they walked with candy canes, like big ones. <laughs> Our stocking stuffers were more stockings. <laughs> and then one year, my dad got laid off. And we didn't have a Christmas. And uh, because I'm a selfish prick, <laughs> I decided I was going to steal it from the neighbors and because I could see all their Christmas havings. And then uh, my, uh, my gr- grandpa was also awake when I was sneaking out. And uh, I we ran into each other, and we scared him, and he fell down the stairs and died, and everyone blamed me. So now I hate Christmas forever. <laughs> and I'm, that's he might as well have said, you know, that's probably what set me down the path to a life of crime. <laughs> then I started getting tattoos and kissing ladies. <laughs> kissing ladies. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Yeah, it, it it was like the most, oh my God, the worst fucking, because like they really expound on this idea, like he hates Christmas and he keeps talking about it. And then, yeah, when he tells that story, it was just, wait, like, that's it? That yeah. what? Like, he, and yeah, it's as comical as it sounds. Like, I, that was looking, almost verbatim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he says, my father loved Christmas, but he never states that 
he didn't like that he liked Christmas. He just said, oh. my father loved Christmas. He went all out. You know, we have a backyard full of Christmas trees. We're better than everyone. And then he lost his job. And the way he said that almost seemed like <laughs> that prick yeah. fucking lost his job, forcing us to not have Christmas. That equals I hate Christmas. Oh, and to cap it all off, I killed my grandfather. <laughs> And then I went to jail for it. So ever since then, I've just been like, yeah, you want to wish me a Merry Christmas? I'm going to wish you a fork in the eye. And then he does. <laughs> and that's why they call me Scrooge McGrinch. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge McGrinch to you, Santa, if that is your real name. Anyway, we're going to put electrodes on your nuts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the whole time uh, Santa Man was threatened of his life, I kept thinking, well, he can't die. He's he's Santa Claus. Like he's how do how how are you a person? How are you any kind of person who's survived like two thousand years, but you're still mortal? Like how, then how has it he not been just like oh I got bit by a poisonous snake <laughs> and it's you know. 1452 we, I just can't get the antidote for it are you kidding 1452 he could have gotten a cold and just <laughs> died <laughs> he the, does live in the North Pole yeah the doctors were like you should sing a song and make merry about the goddess Azania. no he would say please donate to the church and pray and then that's, you will, uh, that's accurate yeah, yeah and then eat these leeches <laughs> <laughs> Wear a cold hat. <laughs> okay, if you let a goat ride you on the 13th Saturday of February. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> now, bury your feces outside my enemy's house. <laughs> that won't help you, but it'll really do me a big favor. <laughs> I've been really trying to get back of that prick. Because I've been a little backed up yeah. from all the holiday ham. <laughs> And he's the only other doctor in town, so if we can make him want to move, then baby, I'll be making leech pies for everybody in this crap town. I'm on my way to the big time. Castle doctor. <laughs> Old castle doctor job. <laughs> so anyway, what are you talking about, Santa? <laughs> oh, excuse me. St. Nick or whatever the other fucking names he oh, said. Oh, sorry. Uh, scary skull crushing man. <laughs> Nord soldier. Nick of Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah, not th there's not a lot. I I really don't want to talk too much about this movie because I'm going to go crazy because there's too many things to really single out. Like really, it's just like yes, there's some cool like stuff in it, but it's you know it's like it's not enough. You know, mm -hmm. it like the characters just suck, and like, um, and I I was honestly surprised that they all didn't die except for mom, dad, and child, because they really like built it up. Like, oh my god, these are irredeemable characters. Like, they oh. should not be on Earth. I hated <laughs> like, all of them. They were so horrible, and it got to a point where like the the film was trying to tell me. Oh, care about these characters because they're gonna die, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm expecting to happen. I'm gonna ask for a refund if I don't get that. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like stupid uh, uh, Snapchat, Twitter pants kid is 
just like garbage. Mom is garbage. Actor boy died. He was like the only death, wasn't he? Other than the bad guys. <laughs> other than the 25 other people. Well, I mean, they were bad guys. Yeah, like, yeah, they were that. they were nameless uh hitmen. Uh so Violent Night sucked. Yep. <laughs> it um it it's 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 not good enough, you know. Not good enough. It's, it's Hollywood. It's not good enough, you know. I, I and and I feel that that's sort of the case with a lot of movies, um, in the last year or so. In where, the last fifty years. Well, no, I mean like specifically since COVID, I feel like people have kind of gone easy on some movies. Like some obviously is like, oh yeah, we're unanimous. Black Adam sucks. Nobody liked that at all. Uh, that was a bad idea, but. There are some movies that you're just shocked that, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's it's odd because I would think that it's harder to get people to the theater now that there's so much available streaming and so many movies release simultaneously in the theater and streaming that I would think you really need to bring your A game, but I guess uh, people's expectations are low enough that it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because... Uh, it, it it starts to make people like me second guess how they're watching things. Uh, I mean, I recently just came from a a string of bad things that I've watched that I was expecting to be good, and they weren't. And people lied to me. They lie to me, Conrad. Even you, you you, you recommended yeah. a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Jono. That movie you watched was I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> Cape Fear, you should check it out. Martin Scorsese. Hey, that is a classic. <laughs> That's a classic. And I watched it and I said, "Nope, this movie sucks." I also don't think I recommended you a forty-year-old movie recently. No, you didn't. I'm just bitter at it's myself for watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Violent Night. Throw it out there. Zero to ten bloody Santa hammers. <laughs> How, what's your rating? What's my rating? Is this a new bit? <laughs> Pretty uh, straightforward. <laughs> uh, for Violent Night, out of 10 Bloody Hammers... Is Bloody Hammers good? Bloody uh, Santa I, Hammers? <laughs> yeah, the more Bloody Santa Hammers, the more you like the Bloody Santa Hammer movie. Wait, if I get if I give a 10, does that mean I get like a prize? Or like I have to... <laughs> A punch card. <laughs> All you have to do is literally just say ten Santa hammers and you get a prize, even if you're lying. <laughs> this is the easiest game ever. Look, some of the acting was fun. There were some fun bits. I give it a four. <laughs> I give it a four out of ten. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. And here I am. I'm giving it three. <laughs> oh, that's not that far. Out of ten. Bloody snowmobiles. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I see. I didn't know snowmobiles were on the table. <laughs> so they're actually about even, because they're worth about the same. <laughs> the exchange rate of bloody rate. And <laughs> snowmobiles. They are both bloody, so yeah. they've both... Well, actually, what's funny is the hammers appreciate in value when they're bloody. <laughs> snowmobiles depreciate in value, so it brings them pretty close value-wise. Oh, I see. Yeah. It does them pretty close, yeah. And you can travel on both. Now... now
at the end of the day, I appreciate uh, ideas like this because they're sure. new, they're different. Sure. It's yeah. how we felt with when we saw Fat Man. Man, I actually, believe it or not, I had high hopes for that and I had high hopes for this. Yeah, and we gave it a shot. We hated the fuck out of it, God, but... Fool me twice, am I right? Right, but like, I still think that there's... There's some we can do something with this format and 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 you know uh I mean the horror christmas genre is you know has always been around you know both in the like monster part of it like santa claus and then serial killer elves, like black christmas black christmas or the of course like what this seems to be aping off of the silent night uh uh, horror deadly night. deadly night what was i yeah silent night horror night, horror yep. night yeah silent night deadly night series of movies but that had more to do with like a a crazy man who's killing people and less to do with well then you family. had a like fantastical christmas monster movie krampus krampus yeah Kramp- oh my god now there's a solid uh, violent horror Christmas. You know what? I had a blast watching watch Krampus, when it came Krampus out. man. That movie still fucking kills. I mean, Adam Scott. Uh, yeah, He's you know, great. Y- you would think, oh my god, you're going to put comedians in a horror movie? It's probably yeah, going to be stupid. In it. <laughs> yeah, but you watch it, and it's like this is fucking good. Like the stakes are real, the characters are solid, and the ending is really That's right. They're scary. not even fake stakes. No, they're not eating poltergeist fake steaks. Don't trick me with the ghost steaks, okay? <laughs> I want it medium rare, not medium gone. <laughs> so, you young filmmakers out there, I know you're listening to this podcast. Please make us a good horror Santa movie. Redeem us. Please prove us that it can be done. And hey, it's all right if you disagree with our take on this. You can always drop us a line battles at filmfightspodcast.com. Let's know what you think. Maybe we'll address it in a future episode. Also, tell us what you think on our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Film Fights Podcast, you silly goose. You're already listening to us right now. So hopefully you've already rated and subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, <laughs> I hope you all have a happy holidays and that they're not disrupted by Mr. Scrooge McDuck Leg- Johnny Legs yeah. or by... Skull crushing Santa, yeah. or by a mean CEO mom that likes to drink scotch. However, if there is a Krampus like monster on your roof, you let them in, you let them tell you secrets, you let them sing to you, and then when everything's just right, bye! Hey, McGruff, I hear you only bite crimes. Well, I got a crime for you in my pants. <laughs> well, you want him to bite your dick? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, bite it like a turkey sausage. You don't go all the way through. You just kind of needle it. You know? Wait, you don't <laughs> chew on your turkey sausage? Or like, you just or, like or, not gum it until it <laughs> eases down your throat? <laughs> well, sometimes I take my turkey sausages and I like to play with them like I'm a... Like I'm a hot shot mobster, like it's a cigar. So I'm just kind of like teething it. So that's what I want McGruff to do. <laughs> that's a weird thing to do with ground turkey sausage. As Bon Jovi once said, it's my life. So uh, let's get started.